0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Church. Thank you guys for being here and welcome home. For those of you who, this is your first time back, we're going to stand together and worship the one whom we come for, and his name is Jesus. Welcome all of you who are online. We get to worship the king today. Let's put our hands together for the one who is worthy.
1: Jesus, thank you for giving us a fresh day, a fresh start, a fresh beginning. So we're going to keep praising your name. love us. He makes it possible for us to be with him for eternity we cannot get to heaven by ourselves we need him and he loves us so much he made a way
0: when we worship God, it's all about Him, but sometimes what happens is because we're so focused on who He is, we're reminded of who He is, and then we're reminded of who we are in Him, and I think that's the the, the greatest part of worship is it's not about our singing ability, thank you, Jesus, it's about His ability and who He is, so when we fix our eyes on Him and when we focus on Him, it's almost like all the things that have been bothering us slowly begin to melt away because we're in His presence. Bible even tells us that it is in his presence that there is fullness of joy. In other words, there's no no other joy that we can find that will ever be compared to the joy we will find being in the presence of God. And it's not just a feeling that catches up with us. It's an eternal promise from God that you will never be more joyful grabbing other things and trying to fill our lives with things than his presence it is his presence that brings a fullness of joy because God is joy he's the source of all joy so today, let's do that. Let's keep our eyes and hearts fixed on him. And no matter what happens today, can we just kind of make a, a, an agreement with God or in his presence that God, no matter what happens today, I will be mindful of your presence because it is in your presence that joy is made full in every single one of us. So Lord God, that's our prayer with you. And that's your promise to us that when we stand in your presence, when we're walking with you, there's a, there's a strength that comes over us and it's, it's your joy. It may never change our circumstances but it will sure change us in those circumstances. So that's our that's our cry today Lord that's our heart's desire. Is that no matter what happens today that we would be in your presence because it is in your presence that joy is made full. So thank you for giving us the privilege of worshiping you. He who is still on the throne in jesus name we pray and we all said together amen 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 what is good to see every single one of you and those of you who are online before you're seated tell someone hi you can throw up a shaka uh i know we're in this area of how do we say hi you can text someone if you know them (laughs) and i think for those of us you know who are online uh you can put you know things in the chat and tell someone tell someone good morning or something like that uh I think we're in a season where we're all learning together. And if this is your first time back here to our church, we want to say, welcome home. So welcome home to all of you. This is your first time back. And if this is your first time here, we want to say welcome to you also. We, we get to learn today. We're in this series called Surrender. And in this series called Surrender, we're calling it that because it's like the world went through a surrender altogether. You know how a nation goes through something or another nation goes through something and, or different cities go through something or that happened there? Like This happened around the world. So we're all learning together. But in the kingdom of God, when it comes to surrender, it's a different kind of surrender. It's not a surrender as an act of defeat. It's a surrender as an act of victory. Because when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, there, that's where victory is. That's where we find true life. And today we're going to be looking at some basic things of Christianity. Just the simple things of Christianity because we can complicate Christianity. We can complicate a relationship with Jesus Christ, kind of like our relationships with people. Some, comp- some relationships are just so complicated. And it's it, like, um, how, what do we say? It's, it's high maintenance. Like high I'm very low maintenance, I think. Yeah, well, Come on, Heidi, you should just at least agree We're in church I, th- I think I, Actually, one of my, one of my friends uh, she, she said to Heidi Heidi's my wife Just in case you're wondering, wow, you just pick out strangers And start talking to them uh, she, said, she said to Heidi she says, she says So how do you, like Deal with this <laughs> Talking about me I was like, what do you mean, how does she deal with this That's, What kind of what statement is that but in every relationship, you're going to have its, its set of not just problems, but complexities. We can overcomplicate our relationship with Jesus in so many different ways. When we first came to know Jesus, if you're a believer and, and maybe you've been walking with him for some time, maybe you just gave your life to Jesus Christ, but when we first came into this relationship with Jesus Christ and everything was brand new, it seemed like God was answering every single prayer. Everything was, everything was fine. Uh, he, he always provided. He always did something. And even when circumstances weren't the best, it's like we had some type of strength that God would still pull through, that we had that kind of faith. And then as time went on, f- for some reason, it almost seemed like things were different, that no longer was, was I walking in the blessings of God, now I'm praying, God, bless what I'm doing. Lord, help me to, help me to you know, figure this out. And, and uh, can you just bless everything that I'm doing? And we'll we even say that in a prayer. God, can you bless this, bless that? But when in the beginning, when I first met him, I was looking for, God, where are you blessing? Because that's where I want to be. What are you doing in my marriage? Because that's, I want to be in your blessing. I don't want to tell you to bless what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. But If I can be in where you're blessing, you know what you're doing. So what are you doing in my marriage? Well, I'm making your marriage stronger by making your relationship with me stronger. So look to me for guidance, not your own personal opinion. Okay, so if that's what you're doing, then I need to change as a husband. Yes, okay, if that's what you're blessing, that's where I want to be. But after a while, as time goes by, now I'm way past those beginning areas of my walk with Jesus, and I've forgotten what it was like to just be simple with Jesus Christ. For some of you, you use the app for your notes and you can take that out. By the way, uh, when we switched to online, uh, part of us switching to online was figuring out what would be the you know, best way for people to view uh, so our, our slides that pulled up online was for them, and then when we gathered, we're looking at the slides, we're like, we can't, we can't read the thing. So hopefully today it's a little bit better because you know our eyesight and I 'm saying our, because I'm in that category too our eyesight deteriorates over time. I'm just in denial. I'm waiting till I can't read at all. My fonts is like huge on my it's not that big. So when we, when we first came into our relationship with jesus and learn those basic fundamentals it takes some time for us to drift from that and and there's a reason for it it's not like we we drift away from jesus because we choose to it's hard to choose to drift we can choose to walk away we can choose to rebel against him but to choose to drift is it it doesn't coincide with the same meaning You know, you don't choose to drift. Drift is the result of the current pulling you away or not paying attention, you drift away. So when it comes to the simplistic values of Christianity, sometimes we're just not paying attention or other things grab our attention and then we slowly drift in that direction. Well, In the book of Hebrews, it's going to give us like a roadmap, some guidelines to help us, no matter what age we're at, This could be at an early age, later age, but the Bible gives us this principle in in helping us with simple Christianity. In Hebrews chapter six, verses one through six, it says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. So what the Bible is not saying is throw out the fundamentals, throw out all the simple things. It's saying we're going to be and, it's the word and, and be taken forward forward. To maturity. It's like building a house. You build the foundation first and you move towards building the rest of the home. Just because you leave the foundation and you are done with the foundation, it doesn't mean you take it out. It's there. So is our relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the foundation. Then it continues, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So it's the basic principles of our relationship with Jesus and the different things that are included with getting to know God. And God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible. Now, I think this is where we also have to pay attention. Whether you've been walking with the Lord for 50 years or 50 minutes, this is very important. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. Repentance. In other words, if you've you've been walking with Jesus and you have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, not going through the motions, not a religious thing, but a relationship with Jesus Christ, then it's saying it is pretty impossible for us to have this relationship with him and to fall away, to be brought back to repentance. Why? Because then it's a choice that we make like we're choosing. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. In other words, if people know we're a believer and we, we keep doing the same thing over and over, we're representatives of Jesus Christ. So when they see us doing the same things over and over that is rebellious against God, then it causes them to wonder, like, so what does Jesus do for you? What is this relationship for because you say you're a believer, but you keep doing the same things that you used to do before you gave your life to Jesus Christ that, were, that was sin or rebellious against God. So it's like you're, you keep crucifying Jesus on the cross. So there has to be some type of maturity that takes place, which is what Hebrews starts off with. We leave the elementary truths, not throwing it away, but having that there so that we can move towards maturity. And what does maturity look like? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. What is, what is, how do we do that? How do we move past the elementary stages or teachings about Jesus yet still hold firm to that foundation so that we can grow yet still stay simple in our relationship with Jesus? Here's the first thing, grow towards maturity rather than just go through the motions. It's easy to go through the motions. It's easy to go to church or be online and then never think about Jesus thereafter or think, I went to church, so I should be good. I should be okay. I used to think like that. Like, I went to church. Okay, I'm good. God loves me today. And then Monday comes or a Friday night party, and it's like, oh, I got to go to church. Well, what happened? I'm in sin, so I need to go to church so that God loves me again. It's like I'm crucifying him over and over. But when we grow toward maturity, rather than just go through the motions, then it's, it's very simple. Not that the things that we'll come across are simple but this relationship with him is very simple. Hebrews 5:14 tells us but solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. It's like a baby who drinks milk. Some of you have a newborn. Baby drinking milk, baby food right now. Why? Because they're infants. But as we grow up, we don't eat baby food anymore. We don't drink out of a bottle anymore. I tried baby food. It's actually pretty good. The banana one, that's the best one. The peas, gotta go. (laughs) Come on. You're giving this to our kids. I mean, they like it. But as we grow up, we start to eat meat, solid food. Why? Because we're more mature. We can chew. We have teeth. Our digestive system is a lot better. So there's a maturity that takes place physically, and therefore, it should take place spiritually. So we grow towards maturity, and that word maturity in this scripture means to be brought to its end, or to be finished, wanting nothing necessary to completeness. Like it's full already. It's it's a when okay. So when you pick a mango and it's ripe, what do you do? You should eat it. You don't take it home and just show everybody and they'll just leave it there on the counter. If you do, what will happen to the fruit? Rotten. Right. So you don't want to wait for it to mature and then do nothing with it. You do something with the fruit when it becomes mature. So it is with us. That word practice is the Greek word hexis. And that word means a habit, whether of body or mind a power acquired by custom or use, like you're using it. So maturity comes in the process of you're using what we're learning. I heard someone say the best way to learn is to teach. Yet at the same time, the best way to learn also is to apply. When you, when you catch something and God speaks something, apply it as quickly as possible. The reason for that is because that's, that's the closest you're gonna be in faith to that action. It's like when we were growing up, we had a tree house and there was a rope that we tied uh, on, a, on a branch and that was the only place we could tie it because we were on the tree already. That's the only place. Problem with that is you couldn't get to it because it was so far from the branch. The only way you could get to it was to jump. And now you're about 15, 20 feet. I don't know, we were little children so it looked like 100 feet. It looked very high. But the only way you could get to that rope is you had to jump. And You don't hesitate. If you hesitate, you're going down. So the first person that would jump to the rope would jump and swing and let go and land on this little platform that we put on the tree. And when that rope swung back, that first swing back is going to be the closest to you than every other ensuing swing after that. So if you hesitate, you miss the next one, and it's further and further away. So it is with our faith when God's bringing us to maturity and, and he speaks something to us, because it happens in church, right? God speaks something, you're like, oh, that's good. i write that down. That's good. Put that in my notes. That's good. And then we forget about it. Or we, or we even say this to our spouse, like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's good for you. you should, I think he's speaking to you but what we're saying is if we apply this right away it'll, it'll do well so if God speaks something and, and there's a maturity that he's doing in us it's to be used it's for something it's a good thing when God speaks something and you feel convicted not condemned condemned is of the enemy convicted is of the Lord like wow you do believe in me that much wow that is encouraging I can do that I, I am able to this is who you're making me to be I can do that then you walk that out and you watch maturity take place Because you're putting it into practice You know, every once in a while I'll catch some highlights of sports Or Olympic trials and and, and things like that And you, I'm amazed at these athletes That they're able to accomplish what they accomplish Like with gymnastics Simone, Simone Biles, I think that's their name Amazing, amazing So we'll watch for about a minute and a half or when they do their floor routine and then it's like a two-minute thing and they do all these flips and then, and then they're done. Everybody's like, that is amazing. How does she do that? Well, she didn't do it just then. It wasn't like she just showed up and was like, okay, where's the chalk? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the vault. I'm just going to try it today. She's practiced all her life for this one very moment to get a gold medal all her life like they go on the strictest diets which I'm not on but that's they they sacrifice so much for that one moment sometimes even a, a couple of seconds just to do what they're what they've practiced to do and then we see it and we're like it's amazing the late great kobe bryant when we would watch him hit a game winning shot we're like he did it again. And you don't even like the Lakers, but you're like, I got to applaud that. That was a tough shot. But he did that a thousand times. And if you read his book, Mama Mentality, he even says, it's just another shot. So could it be that when we first come to know Jesus Christ, Every time we read the Bible, every time we're in church, every time God speaks to us and we put it into practice, it is because of those moments of practicing that it'll come to a situation, a decision that you need to make. Something's happening in your marriage. COVID-19 hits. The world shuts down. But we as believers, we're not shaken. Why? Because we practice our entire Christian life. And it may come down to that split second of a decision I have to make and we're there thinking, wait a minute, where's my foundation? It's not my foundation. It's his foundation. So where am I, Lord, and how do we do this together? You're not on your own. You're with the Savior. So we move towards maturity for that one moment where you're ready to throw in the towel and Jesus says, this is why we did devotions for that many years. No, don't give up. This is why you prayed to me this many times. This is why others believe in you. This is why you came to church. It's for this one moment right here. And this is where you're going to apply it. It's all that you've been doing for this one moment. And you watch the power of God come over you because it's not us doing this. It is his power by us practicing over and over again the things that God has given to us. The second thing is to remember our foundation. It's easy to forget our foundation. And easy because of a couple of things, but I'll try and draw it out this way. Our relationship with Jesus Christ and if we're moving towards maturity, if we're moving toward maturity, a lot of things will take place. A lot of key things in our life growing towards maturity happens. Uh, we begin to do a, a Bible study. You know, we study the Bible. Or we, we attend a conference. Uh, maybe we do a, an online teaching, online. Uh, maybe we do Right Now Media. And Right Now Media... Uh, is freely offered from, uh, from this church to you. And you can sign up. The link will probably pop up for those of you who are online. But right now, media, you can sign up for, and it's like the Netflix of conferences and, and, and books and, and training and uh, great things for marriage, family, teenagers. Uh, it's super good. So we have these things. Uh, sometimes we'll have even a, a small group or... Even a ministry that we're involved in. And what can happen is because we're so involved, which is great, these things are great, we think that this is the timeline or the foundation for maturity. And so we rely on all of these things forgetting about Jesus Christ. Oh, we add him in, but sometimes we add him in when things aren't working out. Or we even read good books and then we forget about Jesus Christ. And it's not, by, it's not because we're choosing to. It's just after a while, we go through the motions of doing these things, even, even reading our devotions. We can read the Bible, close it, and then feel like, okay, we're good. I, I met with Jesus today. And then you never think about him through the rest of the day. So if we're in this place, which these things are great, just do not forget, like, remember our foundation which the Bible tells us In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 Verses 10 through ten and 11 According to the grace of God Which was given to me And this is Paul the apostle Who's writing this To the church in Corinth Paul was a, was a person who Was against the things of God And then his life was changed His life was transformed And because of that transformation He surrendered all To Jesus Christ And now he is building up others and planting churches and raising up disciples. And now he says, according to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. It reminds me of building a tree house and, you know, when you're eight, nine years old, you don't know about, you know, structural engineering. You don't know about the mechanics of how this foundation is going to support everything else. So you put up two by fours and when you're a little kid and you're pounding nails into two by fours, uh, It splits. So the two-by-four splits, and what do you do? You get another two-by-four? No, you get more nails. So we get more nails to hold in the nail that split the wood, and you just keep pounding in nails. So we did this, put the plyboard on it, and we were enjoying the scenery of this platform, and then all of a sudden we hear, and it breaks. We all fall out of the treehouse, and we're on the ground. Wood falls on my head. My cousin falls down. One is on the tree. We see him. Up there we're thinking oh wow great Yeah you're saved because you jumped on a tree branch And then it breaks because it was a hollow branch And now we're laughing because he falls And you know how it is when you're I mean you're only 20 pounds at that age You don't fall you float down And then you hit the ground It's—I mean, We're soft at that age If I were to fall now I'd see Jesus after that Once that's done I'm looking up and we're thinking How could we not see that How could we not know That that wasn't going to hold us up I mean, we're looking at it from the ground. We're like, how? Like common sense would tell us, but here's what happens. We will lay that foundation, but once we put the ply board, we had no idea what it looked like underneath. We truly forgot about what it was like because that ply board looked so sturdy. And I'm wondering if I build a foundation for my life and then I just keep putting things over it, one thing after another oh, i got a better job i make more money i have I have a, my relationship is better i'm in a different season and things are good we build on that but yet the foundation underneath is slowly crumbling because i forgot that i was supposed to build my life on jesus christ because it'll soon it'll happen if my life is not built on jesus christ the crumbling will come it will happen that's just life in itself but when Jesus is the foundation, even though things are shaky, I can I can stand firm because Jesus is my foundation. And he leads me toward maturity, and then these things can be added. Why? Because he's first. He's the one that I build my life off of. And he's the one that brings us toward maturity. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 it tells us, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So we cannot forget about the blood of Jesus. And, and I know sometimes we talk about the blood of Jesus. It almost sounds like um, scary, uh, weird, and off. Like, what do you mean the blood of Jesus? Yeah, we're, we're, we have been made righteous Because the pure blood of Jesus Was shed on the cross for us The reason why it had to be pure No sin Is because life is in the blood So when Jesus Sacrificed his life for us He paid for our sin By shedding his blood For the wages of sin is death So someone had to make that payment It's like you go into a restaurant and you're done eating. Somebody got to pay for it. You don't just walk out. My brother scared us one time. He, we're eating on Oahu and this is, I think I was a little bit, I probably was still in high school. We're done eating and then he said, run. I was like, what? He said, run. And I'm like, what? So he runs out. My sister runs out. I'm like, what? So I run out. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I didn't pay. I'm like, what? And we're hiding in the bushes. And not knowing what is he doing, we're scared out of our minds. And then he comes out. He walks to his car. He's like, nah, "I'm just joking. We, I, I pay for it." I'm like, "Wow, why, why you got to do?" It? I said some other words, but that was before Jesus. And so I, I thought, somebody had to pay for it. We don't. Everything is paid for. Everything is paid for. Somebody pays for it. Well, who paid for our sin? It can't be us. Because I, I'm not a perfect person, regardless of how Heidi thinks of me. I'm just not. Neither are you. So an imperfect person cannot pay for another, perf, another imperfect person's sin because it's now an imperfect sacrifice or an imperfect payment. It's like we're in college. We can't all pay for the meal. We're all poor. So it's hard to... all. We all, have, we all don't have money. So who's going to pay? We can't all we don't have it same thing with us we don't we're poor when it comes to the payment of sin we just we don't have it we can't pay for sin jesus paid for it that's why he can be our foundation so don't forget that we have the most incredible foundation in jesus christ he paid for our sin so that we could have eternal life with god which brings us to the last thing stick to the basics and add from there it's because of the blood of Jesus that we can be brought near to God. It's because of what he did that we can stand righteous before him. Oh, we will mess up, by the way. We're going, we still have this, this sinful nature pulling at us as Paul the Apostle speaks in, in Romans chapter 7. I know what I want to do, but I do the very thing that I don't want to do. Why? Well, it's a sin in me. Then how am I gonna deal with this? Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. That is the answer. It is only through Jesus Jesus. I heard someone once say, they said, well, you know, I'm a believer and I I still mess up. And then his friend said, that's why Jesus went to the cross. He's like, what? That is the very reason why he went to the cross. No, but I still mess up. That's why he went to the cross. Because you can't be free from sin by yourself. You can't. You need him. He, He died on the cross for you. You didn't die on the cross for you. He did. That's the very reason why he died on the cross, because you can't. Oh, we try, we hope to. We have the foundation of Jesus moving toward maturity. But it is only because of Jesus that we can move in that direction. I love how Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33 tells us It says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? It's interesting, I, I, I read that this morning And I'm thinking in first service What shall we eat or what shall we drink I, I do that daily, do you do that? You walk through the refrigerator, you open it up You close it, you open the freezer, you close it You walk through the cupboards or the pantry And you open it, you close it You don't do anything and then you sit back down It's like a daily habit I think it's just inventory like, we take inventory, like, what got in there? Okay, got that, nah, I got eggs, I like, got um, eggs, okay, I got milk, I oh, got cereal, got cereal, let me see if you got cereal. You got cereal, well, I don't like that kind of cereal, too sugary, uh, raisin brand, We eats raisin brand. so you're going through the whole, and then you sit back down. But Jesus says, why, you don't worry about that. Or what, you are wear, you walk to your closet, I'm gonna wear this, I'm gonna wear this. You put it on, it's like, I'm not gonna wear this. Honey, how does this look on me? Great! Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna wear something else. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> how is that even possible? for after all these things the Gentiles seeks and, and the Gentiles uh, the Jews who are God's chosen people the Israelites the, the, the Hebrews God was, was using the Jewish people to be that example on who God is that God would bless them so that they could be a blessing to the world and every, everyone else were Gentiles for your heavenly father knows what you need or that you need all these things he knows he knows that you need all these things but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness not our righteousness not our sin not our mistakes not our trying to be perfect but his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you seek first his kingdom it's always about his kingdom and who he is for the kingdom of God in Romans 14 17 is not a matter of what we eat or drink but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit well, how do you maintain goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Not our righteousness, not our trying to live the perfect life or perfection, which at the same time doesn't mean that I neglect everything because I'm not perfect, I'm only human, so I'm going to do these things. No, we're growing toward maturity. We're not just throwing out the whole entire foundation. We're saying, I'm learning in this, but I want to get better at it, so I want to grow towards maturity. You know where It begins. A simple place prayer it is that simple with god prayer we like to to fathom this we have complete access to god complete access to god you don't like when we text each other right you can text someone something and you wait for the text back And you see the three bubbles. You're like, okay, they're going to text me back. Like, you wait sometimes. And then it goes away. You're like, hmm, I wonder why I went away. And then you text again, like, hey, just wondering if we're still going to go. And you see the bubbles come up. And then it goes away. You're like, what are they thinking? Or, like, back in the day when we saw this video of this kid trying to do a rotary phone. A rotary, you know, you, you have that circle thing and you click it and you dial. They didn't know how to use it. Not at all. And the mom was like, no, you, 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 you call me. Like, if you would call me, what would you do? It's so funny. He, he grabs the handle, and he's like, and the sister's like, press that button. You know, the hang up button. And like the mom is laughing. I'm dying laughing. I'm like, that's how we feel when you're like, just, just send the email. Just press the tab. Or just Just scroll. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, you got to go on the Wi-Fi. What, what are you talking about Wi-Fi? See, that's how we feel when you try to tell us certain things. Oh, you just got to download the app from the app store. It's simple things like that. So, oh, go call me. Call me with that phone. Oh, you don't know how to dial. All you got to do is dial. All you got to do is dial. They pick up It's like hello. Oh, you don't know how to use the phone. You don't know? It goes here. You cannot make sense of that. There's a hearing thing and a talking thing. It's not stereo Or you're trying to talk into the thing. And I'm watching this. I'm like, this is incredible. It's so good. And then there is a thing called the busy signal. The busy signal. You would call someone and they're busy. Or they don't want to talk to you, so they take the phone. How's this phrase? Off the hook. They take the phone off the hook. And then someone would pass by. It's like, how come the phone is off? No, 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 no. I don't like nobody call me, so (laughs) leave it. And you're busy for 17 hours. He can't call you. And then there was a dial tone. You can't just pick up the phone and dial. You got to wait. You have to wait. It's like, Ooh. oh, okay. Now I can dial. It was just so interesting. The best invention for those of us who didn't want to talk to people. What was it? The answering machine. And a machine would actually answer the phone And talk for you, and you could stay there and listen. (laughs) Like you could listen. Like, hi, Sheldon. This is your teacher. I'm calling about your homework. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just wondering. And then, as a wonderful child and student, I erase it. (laughs) So when mom comes home, you don't have to worry about it. With God. There is no busy signal. There is no Wi-Fi. There's no waiting. It's just a simple act of talking. You can just talk to God. Now, be mindful who's around you when you are talking to God because that does, that does you know, <laughs> that, that can be good and bad. But it's that simple to talk with God and sometimes we don't want to come to God because we don't know how he's going to respond to us we don't know if he's going to love us or we did something and we're saying I don't know if God is going to hear my prayer because you know, I did these things that are wrong so I don't, I don't know God already knows so let's get that out of the way Jesus already died for our sin so let's get that out of the way it's as simple as talking to God like you're talking to a best friend you know they're going to love you through what you're about to say God will love us through anything we're about to say to him. He already knows. He already paid for it. He's growing us toward maturity. We seek first his kingdom. Don't forget the basics. The simple things like prayer. James chapter 4 verse 2 puts it this way. You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Sometimes we don't ask God for something because we know the answer. We, we know what he's going, going to say or what he's already said. And it's almost that same predicament we're in as children when our, when our parents... Pass by our room, and then we're like, oh, "Boy, yeah, come here." Oh no, no, no! I was going to clean. No, 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 Come, come here, come here. No, I was going to clean the room. No, I, come here. Clean your room. No, I know, I know, I know. I was, I was fixing these things. I was, no, but I told you three days ago, clean your room. It's messy. I know, I know, I know, I know. And then when, when, when they done cleaning the room, you walk in. It's like, no, I said, clean your room, not hide stuff. Like, clean your room. No, I know, I know, I know. I just had to go fast because I had other things to do. Yeah, and at least make your bed. I know, I know, I know. But like, make your bed. I know already. I know. I know, mom. I know. It's like at that point, you're like, God, can I just put aside my Christianity and just go back to how I was and then sin and then come back to you? Like, I know we think about that as parents. Like, we can just lick our kids. (laughs) But... We talk over and over, and, and, and even as parents, when, when we hear that, I know, I know, I know, I know, it, it gets to us. And so I'm wondering if we're translating that to God where we, we, we know God knows, so we don't even want to approach God because we don't want to feel that condemnation or feel like God is going to say, you're asking me for that and yet this is how you are? It's interesting how those things come up in our mind versus knowing that he paid the price for everything so that we can approach him in that kind of way. So that when we say what we say to him, he's not condemning us. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation. We can stand freely, open, in righteousness before God with no shame or guilt or condemnation that even before God made the world he loved us and chose us to be holy and without fault in his eyes through Christ Jesus Ephesians 1.4 And we could stand before a holy God knowing that so when we fight and quarrel and, and scheme because we're jealous of what others have instead of looking to others go back to God God, what are you saying? Where am I at? Because here's where I am and here are some things that I'm dealing with so I'm going to ask you. Rather than see what everybody else is doing and rather, whether it's I don't have what they have or I'm jealous of what others have, which actually happens. There's a study that says when we go on social media like Instagram or whatever we're using, a little bit of disappointment is set into our system. The more we scroll, because we're looking at like we come onto Instagram and say, like, "Okay, whose life is better than mine in a snapshot picture?" We Let say, "Let's see who's on vacation and I'm not." Okay, I'm not liking that picture because they're going to think I'm happy for them, so I'm not supporting that person. Nope, don't like that person. Ain't liking that. <laughs> you don't even have a hundred likes. So you go through it, and we're scrolling and be more disappointed. I very rarely have seen going on social media and be like, I wonder what they're doing. I hope, I hope they're happy. Oh, their whole family's on vacation. Yay! We may do that with some people, but not everybody. And it's almost like there's a little bit of disappointment that sets in because we're not those people. And James, the book of James is saying... Why don't you ask God? If you spend an hour scrolling through social media that leaves you disappointed, why not spend that hour with your heavenly Father seeking him because you'll never be disappointed. You'll be filled. And so, we end with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 15 through 18. See that no one repays evil or no one repays another with evil for evil. But always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice, how often? Always. Pray without ceasing, which means there's an open communication with God. You can talk to God anytime. And in everything, not for everything, right? Let's not not mix that up. It's in everything. Give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That we can give thanks to God And we will one day because of what Jesus has done. I was watching this this, uh, video of, these were fans of celebrities. You may have seen this. So fans of celebrities. Uh, So they have like a booth set up and then you have to say something to your favorite fan. Let's just say it's like a, a Taylor Swift booth and you're saying thank you to Taylor Swift. You're looking at the camera and you're recording something. You know, people will say, you know, thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for doing this and that. And then you have like Dwayne Rock Johnson or or, or Kevin Hart or some celebrity or an athlete. And so they're in these booths and and they'll be talking and they'll say, you know, thank you for for sharing that song. It was so inspiring to me. I went through the worst time of life. And then they play music like how we're playing right now and it gets real emotional. And then you get emotional too. You're like, wow, that's, they pulled you through that moment. That's, that's got to be, that's hard wow, your mom passed away during that time and that, that song spoke to you. And so you're gripped with this. It's like, wow, those, that, that celebrity helped you through that time or that song or that artist or that athlete. Wow, they inspired you. And then the best thing comes when the celebrity shows up in person. And they're like crying, yeah, so thank you, Taylor Swift. Oh my goodness, it's Taylor Swift. And then they're like, and then she'll hug them. And, and then it's like, oh my goodness, can, can, I, can I touch you? Can I, can I just, ah. it's, it's a moment that they're in with their celebrity. I think we'd be like that, like you could be the, and there was this one guy, there was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he's in this costume, and I think it was Jimmy Fallon in his costume, they didn't know who's underneath, because it you know, could be anybody, but then they speak to the cameras like, yeah, uh, Dwayne, I just want to say, you've been so inspiring, and, and they just, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, thank you for all you do, and then they take off their mask, and they say, let's, you know, let's take a picture, and so they're about to take a picture, and he goes like, oh my goodness, the Rock, and this big guy, it's like, oh, oh man, you know, you've you've been an inspiration all my life, ever since I was a kid. And he shows his calf right here, and there's a tattoo of the Rock when he would do wrestling on his leg. I'm like, that guy is dedicated. That's that's a fan and a half. I mean, Dwayne was kind of weird at all. Like, well, you have a tattoo on, okay? <laughs> so it's and. athlete after athlete celebrity after celebrity and these people just crying some of them fall down like on the ground like adele came out and the girl's like oh no it's adele like to take the moment with her she's at least take a picture but they're so like blown away enamored and in awe of their favorite celebrity and after i was done watching that i'm thinking what will it be like when i see jesus face to face He's the celebrity of all celebrities. Not even a celebrity. He's the king of all kings. That one day, even the people that we're in awe of, they too will bow down before Jesus, whether they believe in him or not. Because the Bible says, in the end, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. But I want to get to that place where when I confess I don't confess that he is Lord. I will confess that he is my Lord. And this celebrity knows me by my name. He knows our name. He knows us better than anybody else. I'm almost tempted to say that when we see Jesus face to face he too will be loving the moment that he can embrace you because he waited for eternity to embrace you For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son so that when we believe in him, we won't perish, but we will have everlasting life. It is just that simple. Would you pray with me? Let's bow our heads for a moment. Lord God, we're so thankful Not only that we can come into your presence. I mean, that already is is more than enough. But you've also created us for eternity. There may be some of us here today, Lord, we've never said yes to you. And if that's you, I'm going to say a prayer. And if you repeat after me, you just include your heart and build your faith in Jesus that you will be saved. The Bible promises that. That's God's word to you. That anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Even for those of you who are online, you cry out to Jesus, He will save you. He is the foundation that is sustainable, not just here on this earth, but into all eternity. And so here's our prayer. You can repeat after me Heavenly Father, I surrender it all to you. I surrender my life to you, my thoughts to you, all that I have, and I trust you. I believe you died on the cross. And you rose from the grave to give me eternal life. So I thank you for making it that simple. You did the hard work, so I didn't have to. In Jesus' name I pray. Lord, that's our prayer. We thank you for your grace over all of us. Thank you for making it so simple. Help us as we complicate things to come back to a pure, simple devotion to you. Do not forget about the simple act of praying to you. Lord, we thank you that we can give to you. And we pray over our, our giving even right now, Lord, that you've touched our hearts, we've given you our faith, our, our, our hope. It's all in you. And so we pray that as we continue to give to you, that you would bless the tithes, the offerings, that you can use it to further your kingdom, that we'll continue to reach out to people who are far from you. And we'll do it, Lord, through relationships. We'll continue to connect with people, whether it's online or in person, we'll do our very best, Lord, because this is where we are in this season. We thank you for all that you are In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said together, amen. If you did receive Jesus, welcome to the family.